Equal Pay Day is a day that focuses on the gender pay gap and income inequality. In the U.S., the average working woman earns 81% of what men are earning. April 2nd marks the day that women would have to work into the year to earn what men did in the previous year. I'm Alexis Benvenisti, and this is TikTok. I'm chatting with Lily Ledvetter, an equal pay activist who pioneered the Fair Pay Act of 2009 under the Obama administration. Mrs. Ledbetter, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me because this is an important day. And so what led to the Fair Pay Act of 2009? Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, Yes. After uh, I lost my case in the Supreme Court, five justices ruled against my case, and Justice Ginsburg challenged Congress to change the law back. So that started the work. Congress picked it up, and Republicans and Democrats both supported it and started working on passing a new bill, and it's called the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Restoration Act. It took 18 months to get it passed, and then it was the first bill President Obama signed into law. But it's so key because it opened the doors to the courthouse again, opened them up. And so can you talk about the corporate side of that a little bit? What initially ignited your passion for that, and what were kind of the details that got everything rolling? A lot of the uh, businesses, corporate world, is against it, but uh, there's not any reason that they should be because on equal pay, the law only allows an individual to go back two years. So a person cannot be uh, planning for a big payday because there are not big paydays in these kind of cases. I knew basically when I filed my charge that I probably never would get any money because it was so late in my career. And But I was hoping beyond belief that I could get some adjustments into my retirements. But I didn't get that either. I never got a dime. And But I just could not let it go because after the ruling in the Ledbetter v. Goodyear case, it was no longer about Lily Ledbetter but it was about every working woman in this nation. And can you talk about that case a little bit? Yes, uh, because every woman uh, needs equal pay because most of them are supporting her family. And uh, the Ledbetter bill opened the courtroom doors again where if they find out that they are being discriminated against and they're still getting paid, getting a check, They have 180 days in any state in this nation to file a charge. So it's been really beneficial for that regard, and it's uh, protected the people. They do have something to stand fall back on. And also this past week, Paycheck Fairness Bill passed in the House. Now, if that can get passed in the Senate and go to the President of the United States, he could sign a bill that would give women more tools to protect themselves and it would be beneficial to employers because the employers have learned that when they pay fairly and it's known throughout their company and their work area they are more successful and the bottom line is greater and so do you think that that's realistic into with today's administration passing bills for equal pay i would hope they would um, in fact i'd be knocking on their door to go talk to them I would want to because I can show them in black and white what the difference is when you're not paid uh, equitably. And the problem, it goes on not just today, what you're earning in your family's livelihood and your standard of living, but it's your retirement. 
and it brings this country down because when women are paid fairly and equitably based on their skills and the uh, education and experience they bring to their jobs, uh, it makes for a more successful state and a nation. And actually, the today is equal pay day for white women only. African-Americans equal pay day will be in August of this year. And the Hispanics and the other people, theirs comes much later. They've almost got to work two years to make what the uh, males made last year. This is not right in this country. Yeah, I was going to ask you to speak a little bit to the disparities in pay for women who come from different backgrounds. So can you talk in a little more detail about how it's different for Latina women and black women than it is for white women in terms of pay? Yes. In fact, uh, there are so many um, black women coming out of college today with doctorate degrees. They feel like that if they get more education that they can start out more fairly in the work area compared to their pay and their benefits with their counterparts. But that's not so far worked out. In fact, I worked on a panel a couple of years ago, and they were trying to figure out what could be done to get them recognized and with more pay. And we oftentimes even we need more women in, um, on boards to direct companies to help them. And we also definitely need more African-American women there and like I said, so many of these women are coming out of colleges with high degrees, doctorates, and sometimes double majors, and they still can't even get equal pay. This is not right. And so what are some of the biggest moves that are being made in the fight for equal pay today? What are, you know, what are some legislation you think people should watch? What are some things that are being done to actually move the ball forward and make change? Well, with, Cong- with the House passing the uh, Paycheck Fairness, if we could get that passed, that would be a great tool because had I had that, if that had been the law in my time, I wouldn't be talking with you today. I would have gotten more equal pay where I could have went on with my life and not worried about it. But I had nothing to, to fall back on and I had no protection. And the company I worked for said, if you discuss your pay, you will not work here. So in order not to lose my job, I could never find out exactly how I stood. But we have corporations today, and I could name a few, that they are looking at the total picture and making sure that all of their employees are paid fairly and equitably, and they review them every year. And if they're slipping, they advise them on how they can help themselves and how to pull up and be in the front group. And that is a wonderful company to work for. And so speaking of that, what do you feel like companies can do to help bridge the gender pay gap? What would that look like in an ideal world? That would be the most outstanding corporation that could ever be because they would be so successful with their product or their service, whichever business they're in, simply because the people who come to work, they're not figuring out a way how they can stay out of work or not come to work, and they're going to give 120% or more when they do get there simply because they want this employer to do well because they know that they will be getting the reap the benefits in their pay and in their money they carry home. 
You see, Equal Pay Law was passed in 1963, signed by President John F. Kennedy. But the problem, it was never enforced. No one ever made sure that the companies and employers were adhering to the law. And so, I mean, another thing I think is kind of looking at how these companies logistically could be transparent and actually make a change on the inside in terms of the infrastructure and actually paying women the same as what they're paying men. How, how do you feel like that would work? Oh, it would work great. It would really work good. Uh, in fact, I have been able to participate with some large corporations that they advise their top people that they would do that. They would incorporate men and women, and they would work together because they intended to be the best that they could be around the world. And to do that, they had to have both participating in the managerial business to make that happen. And so legally, what more can the government do to create laws and structure on equal pay? Well, one thing they can make sure that the laws are being adhered to and followed strictly. And that's what a lot of the states have passed. Uh, New Jersey has one. Uh, I think New Mexico has one. California made a lot of states have their own equal pay laws that they can enforce in their state. And they're really more successful, I guess you'd say, than the national because there's never been a program evidently put in that would police the corporations to make sure that they were adhering to the laws and guidelines. In fact, I worked for a corporation that had major government contracts from the day I went to work until 19, almost 20 years later, I left. They still had government contracts, but they were not being checked in order to get those. And so what advice would you give to women who want to advocate for equal pay in their careers? They need to educate themselves on the prospective employer, um, learn how to negotiate their pay, and then when if they're fortunate enough and they accept a good job with that corporation, make sure they're getting their equal pay from day one because if they don't, what they lose is gone forever. There's no way or nothing in the law that will allow a person, to, if they find out, they can go back and get it because once it's gone, it's gone. And most raises are based on percentages of what you're earning. So you would really want to get your equal pay up front. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Lily. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you folks very, very much. Thank you. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. And if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.